What a game. What a game that one was. Uh, I uh, That was one of the few games when I was that age that I actually... Well, I didn't turn off. My dad turned off. Uh, I was uh, 15 when that happened. And they went down 5 nothing. I think it was Ty Domi that scored the fifth goal in the third period. And he said, why do we still have this on? And he turned it off. And uh, I remember flipping through the channels about... 10 minutes later, and uh, that was right when I think it was Al McKinnis scored the second goal. And I'm like, we got to watch the end of this. Come on. Like, eh, we can't keep this off now. It's actually 5-2, to two, and thank God we kept it on. We ended up watching it again. I think uh, about three or four nights later, they ended up showing uh, the, the whole third period again. And that was what an incredible comeback. Still, the I think... The greatest comeback in NHL history. I'm I'm not sure if anything's happened since then, but that was uh, that was one impressive game. So welcome to the show, everybody. This is season six, episode twenty-seven, and franchise episode number one thirty of Let's Go Blues Radio. And of course, this is the Talkin' Blues summer interview series. Uh, and I hope you've been enjoying it so far, if you're listening, and hopefully this isn't the first time you've listened to this, uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. Again, if you're listening, again, from, uh, you know, the past episodes, you must actually be enjoying it. So that's that's good to hear. If you are enjoying it, uh, I do need you, if you have the ability to, if you're listening to this on Google Play or iTunes Please give us a five-star rating uh, and leave a review. Tell us what you like about the show. It, it actually does help get more people to find the show. That's the only way podcasts can grow is by, you know, people searching Blues Podcast. And, and hopefully we'll be one of the first ones to come up. I think we are, but this definitely would help uh, giving us a good rating if you like us. And also subscribing to us on Google Play and iTunes. It's... Uh, it's always a, a big help, too. Um, it, it just kind of helps our numbers and, and helps people find us. So, again, if you like what you're hearing, uh, we would love to hear from you uh, via iTunes or Google Play if uh, you would be so kind to give us a rating. So on this show, uh, we actually have Jim Cromer on. Uh, for those that don't know, he is the host of the Blues NHL podcast with Jamie Rivers and Darren Kimball. 
He's also the host of the Two Birds on a Bat podcast with uh, Benji Molina. Yes, that is Yadier Molina's brother, if you were unaware. And he also is the host of the Youth Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, All of his shows are part of the lineupmedia.fm network. Yeah, he, he knows a lot of these former athletes, and he talks to me about how, I guess, blessed is the right word that he is to, to work with these guys and, and get to hear their knowledge of the game. Uh, so we talk about Jamie Rivers, we talk about Darren Kimball, how he got to know them, why they're doing his show with him, and uh, he also talks about Benji Molina a little bit and, and how Benji came to be on his show and it's actually a pretty fascinating story. So again, if uh, you don't know the no- name Jim Cromer, you've probably heard his voice before if you listen to other podcasts because uh, I know a lot of people who listen to us also listen to the Blues NHL podcast with Rivers and Kimball, and he is the host of that one. Uh, I think right now it's just Rivers and somebody from uh, Vanderpump Rules uh, doing a little NHL playoff shows uh, i'm not exactly sure i haven't listened sorry jamie i know you're listening now but uh yeah i haven't listened yet but from what uh jim told me it's it's actually a, a lot of fun what they're doing over there so if you haven't listened yet tune in to the blues nhl podcast he also talks to me about his take on mike yo uh whether he thinks he's the right fit for the blues or not we discuss many other things the free agency coming up what prospects could be uh, coming up for the Blues this this upcoming season, and uh, we also talk some Cardinals baseball. So for those of you who are not baseball or Cardinals fans, that's uh, uh, right in the middle of the show. It's it's not too long, so if you don't want to listen, hey, this is a podcast. You can fast forward. Uh, just don't go too far because we do get back into the Blues, so keep that in mind. Well, this was a lot of fun, as I said, and and I'm hoping that you enjoy it as well. So here is my interview with Jim Cromer of the Blues NHL Podcast. This is Jeff Ponder from Let's Go Blues Radio, the Talkin' Blues Summer Interview Series. I'm joined today by Jim Cromer. Uh, He's the host of the Blues NHL Podcast the Two Birds on a Bat podcast with Benji Molina, and uh, also hosts the Youth Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Jim, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Oh, God, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm humbled and honored both at the same time. Oh, well, if you listen to other shows, you wouldn't feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, Jim, uh, I guess my first question is, with all of the shows you work on, with all the, the former athletes you have to seem to 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 wrangle for every show do you ever get to go to sleep oh god yes let me tell you it's uh it's actually i I say all the time it's a labor of love so to speak i get to talk about things that interest the heck out of me um i've been a blues fan you know my whole life cardinal fan my whole life uh those are fairly easy things to talk about especially if you you know if you truly truly enjoy the game and watch it you know that's the key you know you got to watch it um sometimes you feel bad if you're busy and you don't get to watch a game and then you have to come on and try to talk about it then you kind of count on the other guys to carry it and you know we've always taken it from a um trying to think of what the word would be we've always kind of taken it from a fan approach so if for some reason i miss a game 
social media has basically allowed us to miss watching the game, but sure learn real quick where the where the hot points of the game were, so to speak. So, again, it's a labor of love. The youth baseball show, I got involved knee-deep in, in youth baseball with my kids and, um, you know, made some mistakes along the way and decided I didn't want to do that. So uh, very fortunate to be around some really good people and uh, kind of showed me a better way with some things on that. Not that I'm perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but so really all three shows are things that I'm knee-deep involved in both from a really a labor of love standpoint so again they're they're fun i'm afforded the opportunity to do it and i thank everybody at lineupmedia.fm for for letting me do it to be honest um so did you play hockey or baseball growing up yeah i did um you know obviously not to the level of my co-host on either show um you know played high school hockey you know played a year of college baseball um you know i that's it. Play, traveled around, played a lot of softball, probably like most people in this area, because it, it used to be a big deal around here. But, um, you know, I, I had a blast playing ball, enjoyed it. Um, obviously, the youth baseball situation now is nothing like it was when we were kids. It's it's all, it's all both great and insane at the same time is kind of how I describe it. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls with it. So um, I guess... For lack of a better description, it's really all we're trying to do right now is just find a better way, so to speak. So that's you know that's kind of where we're at. Uh, so first, I want to talk to you. Uh, basically, the biggest reason why we're talking is the Blues NHL podcast, which started a little bit ago. And, and again, for those that haven't heard it, it's got Jamie Rivers and Darren Kimball, former Blues, on there. Uh, most shows they're on there. And if you're listening now, I, I believe it's Jamie going to be doing the show all throughout the summer. Um, but how did you get hooked up with uh, with Jamie Rivers and Darren Kimball? How did that uh, get started, and how did you pitch to them, hey, I got this idea for a podcast? <laughs> well, I've known Darren Kimball for quite some time. Um, he His current wife is from Granite City, which is where I grew up when I was older. Um, and uh, she caught, she knew some – she was actually – his wife was better friends with some guys that were older friends of mine, and – she basically called one day and said, hey, I'm, I'm dating a guy, and he likes to play golf, and he's he's going to be here all summer. He's looking for guys to golf with. Would you guys mind if he came out and golfed with you? And it was, it was Darren Kimball, and uh, basically just the nicest, most down-to-earth guy. Just like, like really, and, and this is no disrespect to any other sport, but like all hockey players, just really down-to-earth and a good guy. So, um you know, fit in real well, got to know him a little bit there. But then uh, when when we got a little older, um, got a little older, uh, knew him a little bit better. And then I'm just to have stayed in contact with him. He was involved in Twin Bridges. My son played hockey for a few years, and I'd see Darren from time to time. So I kind of kept up the relationship and then um, really got the idea to do the show. And I called Darren and ran it by him, and he said, you know, that sounds – sounds like a great idea and uh we were kind of going through some names of some guys that lived locally that he thought he could probably give a call and maybe talk into doing it because i think darren's pretty uh what's the word i'm looking for darren is very happy to be kind of the second guy so you know we were talking about who could be that lead guy and we actually had thrown a couple names around that i won't say who they were and then he called me back and said hey listen i know 
why you want this guy or that guy, but I think I've got a better guy. And I said, okay, well, I'm happy to, to hear it out. And he said, Jamie Rivers. And I said, well, I'm familiar with Jamie. He said, let me tell you, this guy does this, he does that, he does this. He's really smart. He's not just a, a guy that played hockey. I mean, this guy knows the game inside and out. He studies it. He loves it. He sleeps it. You know, he's knee-deep in the youth community with hockey. So uh, he gave him a call, and the next thing you know, Jamie and I were on the phone kicking around ideas, and here we are. And, again, um, Jamie's fantastic. I mean, you and I talked off air about how good he is, how good he is at what he does and really that's everything he does i mean whether it be working with the kids whether it be teaching hockey breaking down games analyzing the game being a a host of a show because he's not you know he's funny too so you know and he's got great stories obviously so and then darren i think to be honest with you darren's way better at it and i don't mean this in a bad way he's way better at it than i think anybody thought he would be because you know, you thought he was kind of going to be kind of quiet and just give his opinion, but Darren really knows the game well, too. And I think fighters sometimes don't get, or enforcers don't get their just due. I mean, these guys, Jamie's careful to always remind people on the show that growing up, Darren was the best player on his team. You right. know, Darren could score goals. Darren could play hockey. Darren knows the game, right? But I think a lot of fans think of these guys as just guys that go around beating people up, and that's not the case. If you listen to the show at all, you can – you can find out real quick just how smart and how in tune with the game of hockey Darren Kimball is. So, again, it was, you know, that story went, that one was pretty easy, actually, just because of the the luck of, of being friends with Darren. So, I, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but I know our audience, is, I've actually had people ask me this, uh, see if I know. Jamie Rivers uh, loves to go off on rants. Um, yeah. Is that kind of a, a shtick for him, or are these really and truly rants that he just goes into and, and doesn't stop? Well, if you know Jamie at all, they're real. They're not fake. I mean, he is, um, again, he is, I guess for lack of a reason, he is about as passionate a fan as there is for a guy that played, if that makes sense. I, he can go from, he can go from, analyst to fan to coach to GM on a just that fast and you know what um these guys kind of have a feeling if you've ever listened to the show it's a tough thing for these guys to kind of get on other guys because of that that um that 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 family of hey I'm a former player I know how hard it is it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is um that being said I think they all live by the code of Hey, we've all lived it. We've all been criticized. We, you know, and quite frankly, if you're horseshit, you're horseshit. And um, if you're willing to stand there and say, "Yeah, I think you're horseshit," let me tell you why. Um, those guys kind of can live with that. It's if you ever listen to them, it's the guys that on them and then never come around that they have a problem with. So um, again, I, you know, he's again he's you know he's good he, he loves doug armstrong he's friends with these guys he does all this but at the same time he sits back and goes hey i don't understand what we're doing so again it's a it's a tough line that they walk but i'm not quite sure the people in that realm that that they don't want him to be honest so it's a tough thing man sometimes but again they they walk it pretty well obviously or they still wouldn't be doing what they're doing well, one of the players that uh, seems to catch a lot of heat on your show, and, and I think a lot of people are saying understandably so, is uh, number 21, Patrick Berglund. 
with Jamie and Darren's kind of hot takes on Berglund every show, has it landed them in any tough conversations with him or his teammates? It's never come up uh, in my presence. If, uh, you know, Darren, Darren's not around much. Um, he honestly says, listen, I, I'm not down there. I don't, I'm not involved that much. Um, so not an issue for him. Uh, Jamie, I don't know. You know, the truth of the matter is I'm not quite sure any of them are listening. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I, you know, podcasting is interesting to some degree. I don't, you know, nobody's writing art. You know, I, I, I will say that. Uh, not on the blue show yet have I seen or, or read anything uh, where somebody has said, well, I heard, you know, somebody, and what I mean by that is somebody in the media has said, well, it was said on the Blues NHL podcast, Jamie Rivers said this, or Darren Kimball said this. It did happen on the Two Birds on a Bat, which is, we really, I mean, we were doing really well on that show, but we really went to a whole nother level when the whole thing with Benji and Yachty and the contract <laughs> That was when that show really kind of exploded. Um, so yeah, on the on the card on the blue show that hasn't happened yet. Where like anybody has said, well, Jamie Rivers said this on Blues NHL podcast. We're going to go ask some tough questions, um, and which is surprising because if you listen to it, Jamie is not shy about slipping in. Uh, yeah, he's in a walking boot. It's not just a lower body injury, or right. yeah, he's armed. His hand, he's not out. You know, it's not day to day. It's broke, and then sure enough, a week later, it's yeah, he's out for you know. I, it's surprising that something hasn't become of that because of how close to the vest they are. Now Jamie's also no dummy. I don't like. I think if the Blues were in the playoffs, I don't think you'd hear him disclosing anything. His sources may dry up in the playoffs because you know, you know, it's a it, that's a that's a little bit different thing, but. Yeah, it hasn't happened there yet, so I'm not quite sure Patrick Berglund tunes in and hears himself being roasted. or Nobody, obviously, yet has went up to him and said anything. Otherwise, I think I'd hear about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I we, we think every show that every player, every GM <laughs> listens to us, so, you know, you guys should probably think the same. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I say all the time, not so much with the Blue show, but with the Cardinal show, you know, I kind of like to have uh, a little fun. with. I, li- I If anybody follows the shows whatsoever and gives gives 10 shits what I think. I'm, I'm sorry for using foul language. Oh, it's can't. quite all right. Um, the, I play devil's advocate a lot. I think it frustrates some people because I, I think it frustrates some people sometimes that they really don't know that I do that. You know, they, they if I don't agree with them, obvious, like if I wanted to, like if they feel I'm defending Mike Matheny or defending uh, one of the players in the hockey realm or whatever, then they get upset. Or if they're not sure if I'm doing it, but I like to I like to hold people accountable. I like to say, hey, listen, it's real easy to do this or that. So um, you know, it's an interesting thing to, to take that tact. So again, it's you know, uh, I, that's why I call it a labor of love. But I always say that these are great conversations for us. But in the end, you know, Doug Armstrong, Mike Matheny. You know, Mosaic, uh, you know, Mike Yo, they don't give a shit what we're saying on Twitter. So, you know, yeah. and people, you know, and people want to puff their chest out and say, they better care. I'm, I'm paying. I assure you, 99 times out of 100, it's the loud minority. Oh, yeah. So, I agree you know. with that. Um, so, you've had a lot of guests on uh, your, your blues show uh, Angela Sharp, Minner's Arena, uh, the Game Time guys. 
Um, but you have to look at it and say, this was one particular guest we've had on. Maybe it's reoccurring that has just been fantastic for us. Uh, who would you say that is? Well, first, um, let me say this. Angela Sharp is a, is tremendous at what she does. Um, we love her being a part of the show. We feel it brings a different element to the show, um, you know, and not in a disrespectful way. I mean, she does bring a female voice, which, you know, I think sometimes the female fan gets left out of sports sometimes, and we don't want to do that. So that's A. B, female or male is irrelevant. You know, she's watched enough hockey to have an opinion. She also understands that, you know, she's there to provide a fun, enjoyable atmosphere and, and get the fans involved in the game. So, you know, she's great, to be honest with you, and people love her, and she is a, a, a just a tre- just tremendous person that has aspirations to do things in the sports industry. So good for her. Um, the Game Time guys, I love what they do. Uh, Dennis Minner is just a fan like the rest of us that actually turned a, a dream into a reality with his massive fan cave. So no disrespect to any of those guys, no disrespect to anybody, but, I mean, it's hard to not say that the episode we did with Tony Twist wasn't our favorite. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, no, here, I'm not going to speak for, I won't speak for Darren, I won't speak for Jamie. For me, it was really hard not to say that sitting next to Tony wasn't an experience, and I, he, let me tell you something, he is a character. Um, if he called tomorrow and said, I want to be on this show full time, I'm sure you would see me sent down to the minors and, and Tony brought up to the big leagues. Um, listen, he's, he was awesome. And if you, if you're just hearing about this show, I listened to it, not for me, Darren and Jamie are tremendous. You can go to bluesnhlpodcast.com and you can listen to any of the episodes we've ever done. Just go back a few weeks or a couple months or whatever it was and find the one with Tony Twist because it was amazing. So uh, I want to kind of shift gears to your Two Birds on a Bat podcast before we get into a little blues talk. Um, so you work, again, we mentioned his name a couple times, Benji Molina. What's it like recording a show with him? Yeah, that that's an interesting one. I was um, a few years ago when I started the youth baseball talk, and it really kind of took off after I interviewed Mike Matheny, to be honest with you, um, about his book and his, uh, not his book, his, his book and his letter. You know, that's pretty, it makes its way around the youth community all over the country, the Matheny Manifesto. But um, I interviewed him about what we were trying to do on the show and that, that his letter was the inspiration for trying to change the landscape of what we were seeing in youth baseball. And, it, and I said before, it's, it's both great and insane at the same time. Um, you got to find your place in it, right? So um, I went to my first ABCA, which is the, uh, a massive, massive convention for, for amateur baseball coaches. Um, and I was on my way home and I was actually with my friend and the owner of Jeff Cooper, who owns lineupmedia.fm. He went with me cause we were meeting with perfect game and some other people about some partnerships. And, um, he was driving and I was checking my Twitter cause I've been tweeting all weekend from the ABCA. And um, I noticed that Benji Molina had liked and shared one of my posts about a guy that I'd met that was trying to fix the game for, for kids. And I messaged him directly through there, and I said, surely this isn't the real Benji Molina. This is somebody running his account. And he says, no, this is Benji. And we started talking, and, and he was like, look, I love what you're doing. I love what you're trying to do for kids. I love, he goes, I've seen it firsthand. The game's messed up. We need to fix it, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, Benji and I are talking all the time and 
really just kind of became friends through that show. Um, Steve Flowers and I decided to do a Cardinal show. Um, and to be quite honest with you, uh, we invited Benji to be on and he came on and he had a blast doing it. And then, you know, he would be like, Hey, you know, I'm do it again. And so next thing you know, we finally just said, Hey, we want you to be a part of this as much as you want to be a part of it. So it started off with him being on as much as he could. And then he and his wife were actually driving in a car one day and we had kind of shot some ideas by him. And they called from the car and said, look, I want to be a part of it. I want to be in it. I want to be neat. I want to, I want to commit to it like you guys are. I'll do as much as I can to help you if you help me. And the next thing you know, I mean, we're basically trying to put together a show that's both fan-based that also has the view from a former big leaguer that's been in that clubhouse and just happens to be brothers to everybody's probably favorite Cardinal at the moment, Yadier Molina. So, again, Benji's great. If you follow him at all, he's a tremendous person. He's exactly, I mean, I mean exactly who he comes across as on his social media. He, there is no faking here. He is a, he's a man of his faith. He's a man of, of goodwill. He's a, he's a, he's a family oriented person down to earth. I mean, doesn't come across never, ever once that big time. I put, he just, he's everything you think he is. If you follow him on social media, just a great guy. So it's been tremendous ride for sure. So, uh, kind of getting into a little Cardinals chatter. And for those that are not wanting to hear the Cardinal, I'd say fast forward the next couple minutes, but, uh, I, I, I think it's enjoyable talk. Uh, Matt Carpenter seems to kind of be rounding out a little bit to uh, getting his bat going at the plate, but there's still the issues of Ozuna, Fowler, Wong, and then you got Jed Jerko riding the bench a lot. Uh, what do you see becoming of this Cardinals offense? I mean, uh, uh, is there going to be change anytime soon, or do you think that uh, it's just going to be written out by Matheny and, and uh, see if these guys can get back to the games we know they can play? Well, I, you know, first and foremost, I'm going to say this. That you're going to have a hard time. I mean, listen, everybody wants to say Dexter Fowler should never play again. Um, you know, Matt Carpenter, when he was going bad, should always sit the bench. Number one, just come to grips with the fact that that's not going to happen. It doesn't happen anywhere. Why would it happen here? It's not a Mike Matheny thing, okay? Just Benji last week went around baseball and wrote down all the players that were hitting 200, and they were there were a lot of names on there, and those managers – some of them, the same managers that everybody likes more than Matheny and one here, the same managers. I mean, Jason Kipnis plays every day in Cleveland. Edwin Encarnacion plays every day. Um, you know, uh, Bruce Bochy has guys playing every day that aren't hitting. I mean, these guys are going to play. The money is invested in them. And while it, it's great to think about what a guy's done at AAA and what he might do up here for a few games, a guy with a proven track record, and whether you like it or not, Matt Carpenter's track record for four years here was awfully good. Those guys are gonna they're gonna try to play them out of their slumps because the reality of it is, if you're gonna be any good, you need them at some juncture. Now that being said, personally, I'm not a Dexter Fowler fan. I never was. I thought it was a bad panic move by the Cardinals to sign him, and you know they had Dexter Fowler. His name was Tommy Pham. The problem is Tommy Pham can complain all he wants. Tommy Pham never did anything to say, look, I'm your guy, okay? I'm the guy. Every time he was given a chance, things – now, sometimes not his own fault, he, but he got hurt. A couple of years ago, they tried to give the job to Tommy, and he got hurt. Okay, you can't blame the Cardinals. 
and he wants to blame somebody because that's who he is, and that's fine. And I like Tommy Pham. I love. I think he's a good player, man. I'm, nobody's happier with Tommy Pham's success than mine. But the reality of it is, at at one time or another, if Tommy Pham would have held up his end of the bargain a few years ago, we wouldn't be having these conversations. That being said. Marcelo Zuna is awfully good to be doing what he's doing. You have to imagine he's going to be better. Um, you know, can Jed Jerko do it for a whole season? Maybe we're going to find out this year. Paul DeYoung getting hurt is probably, in my opinion, the biggest loss. I mean, obviously, Yachty. I mean, you got to remember, Yachty's out. Uh, Pena's done a good job. I, you know, if you ask me in the end, I, I, are we going to be a great offense? I don't know if we'll be great. But I think we're going to be good enough to go with this starting pitching, and you got to like where it's going. So... Um, to answer your question, because uh, I'm not quite sure if you were asking me if I think we're going to be okay offensively or what do we do with Dexter Fowler and, and Matt Carpenter, but to answer that question, they're going to play. Right. Get over it. They're going to play. There's basically about $80 million why they're going to play. <laughs> Everyone can be a manager when they're sitting behind a keyboard. <laughs> well, and again, I listen, I have my own problems with Mike. I, to me, I see the things that he does that drive me crazy, but he gets blamed for everything. And that's what happens. When somebody doesn't like you, when something doesn't work right, you're going to get blamed for it. Yep. And that's it. I mean, I, and that's fine. I don't care. But they blame him for things that aren't his fault. And that's fine. You, listen, I always say this. You do you. You fan how you want to fan. But when I have conversations with people on Twitter and they don't know the fundamentals of the game and they want to do nothing but complain... I mean, I had a conversation with a guy that's supposed to be the media, and he didn't understand the whole. He didn't understand the, the proper fundamentals for a cutoff play, Whew. and he's complaining. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, you can't bitch and complain when you don't even know the fundamentals. I, it drives me crazy, but it is what it is. Yeah, well, that's the the age we live in with social media, I guess. Everybody's got a voice. That's right. Um, so let's talk a little positive about the Cardinals before we get into the Blues. The pitching, as you stated, has been great. The starting pitching specifically. Uh, Miles Michaelis uh, comes to mind as a revelation after having a, a rough uh, go at the beginning of spring training. But uh, Jordan Hicks, Jack Flaherty, John Gant, Luke Weaver all have gotten time this year and for the most part have all looked very good. Uh, who has impressed you the most? Oh, boy. Yeah, well, tough one. I mean, where does where do we begin? Um, well, I mean, as good as Jack Flaherty is, um, as good as Jordan Hicks has been, I mean, how do you not say Miles Michaelis? I mean, again, no disrespect to Flaherty; he's had a couple unbelievable starts, but Michaelis has been great all the ever. I mean, I, I don't know. It, that's a tough thing. Listen, they all have have done things. I'm not quite sure how you don't say Bud Norris. If Bud Norris, if they don't sign Bud Norris, where are we? Yeah. You know, to be honest, it's a tough thing because they're all worthy of praise. Um, you know, I, man, I, that, I, that's a tough question to answer. I don't know that I can say, I, I guess you'd have to say Michaelis. Only because, I mean, if, there's very few people that I know that I can count. I can count on one hand the number of people that can honestly say I was 100% on board with that. I had it. I had a feeling this is what he was going to do. One of them happens to be on our show, Mo's Algorithm, who does a, a, a bow ties and sweaters segment on Thursdays. I mean, that guy from the day he was signed has been saying, "Look, I don't understand why nobody understands why this is a good signing." And 
There's a few others, but really, I mean, I was like, what are we doing? I, did, I said the same thing when they signed Bud Norris. But I've always said this. I'd rather be wrong and it worked for the Cardinals than, than sit around and say, I told you so. Right. Which some fans love to do, and I'll never understand that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, so shifting back over to hockey uh, before we wrap up, um, there, the, there's some big prospects coming up. We got four uh, by name that everyone's been talking about: Huso, Cairo, uh, Thomas, and and Costin. Um, just judging by what maybe you've heard from Jamie, and and really just your own talent analysis, if you've seen them play, who do you think of those four uh, is in a Blues jersey in October? Uh, I don't think. Well, of all those, I think it's Thomas for sure. Um, from what I understand, and again, this is this isn't any big revelation for me. He's the one that's closest to being ready. Um, you know, I had made some when they traded Reed and got the pick, and they took Costin. Everybody was freaking out because he was, you know, the number one ranked this, number one ranked that, and he fell because of a shoulder injury and this and that. And I said, did he fall because of the shoulder injury, or did he fall because he got some time with older players that were better players and did nothing hmm. over there? And he did. That's what happened. And then he comes over here. He doesn't necessarily impress. You watch him. You see some things. Listen, the, the reality is this. He's obviously extremely talented. But we've seen a lot of extremely talented guys. I mean, we can think of a couple that the Blues traded for in the last two or three years that were very high draft picks that just couldn't play the game at this level. I think of uh, Yakupov. I think of Payarvi. I mean, they just they just can't do it. So I have no idea what Costin will be. I do find it odd though that we have a team that struggled at times like they did. And here's a guy that was that that was drafted that high that is that size that can do those things that never even got called up here. So I found that odd, to be yeah. quite honest with you. Um, Tyru, uh, the, the things I hear that he can really remind you of a, uh, of a uh, Ty Ratty. Right. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but Robert Thomas, by all accounts, is the real deal. Uh, so my guess is it's Robert Thomas. If the Blues do go out and get a center, I mean, everybody on the show knows who I want. I mean, and I think if you don't go all in on Tavares, then you have a problem as a front office. You have no, I mean, I don't, I said, I don't know how many more years we're going to waste trying to find a center to play with Tarasenko. I mean, how many years do you have the guy? How many years is he in his prime? Get him a center that can play that way. That, that That's their game. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. And people, well, Tarasenko needs to change his game. No, he doesn't. He needs to go do what he does. Mm-hmm. I don't, you don't have something that's really great at what they do and then say, no, I want you to change. No, that's not how it works. And if you do that, you're asking for trouble. You can't blame a, a square peg for not fitting in a round hole. <laughs> so don't ask Tarasenko to do something he can't do. Why don't we help him go do what he's really great at? That's what I'll never understand about this. That would be my top priority. My top priority would be to get a center whose main function in this whole world is to get the puck to Tarasenko. Yeah, surprising it's taken this long and, and we still haven't found that. Well, it's not easy to find. I'll, I'll give you that. It's not, e- it's not like those guys, everybody's giving them away. Right. So, But my point now is, is here's a guy that's a free agent. And he's very... And listen, we're going to have to get over this too. 
St. Louis is not like on everybody's radar destination to go to go play. Right. It just isn't. We got to get over that. Those days are over. We got big problems in this city, and some of them have nothing to do with sports. Okay. This is a business. It's a business first and foremost. I don't care what anybody says. If I learned one thing through, from John Mozeliak, it's a business. And it's a business to these players. And if you don't think John Tavares can't take the same money or even a little bit less money from, let's say, a team in L.A. or a team in New York or a team in Chicago and go up there and make a bundle in endorsements, you're, cra- you're, you're, you're kidding yourself. So... But so those guys aren't readily of it. But I'm going to do everything I can to sign him, and I'm going to make him tell me no. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. So uh, a lot of question marks with uh, the head coaching, and it seems to be a trend in St. Louis with its fans. But uh, what did you think of Mike Yo's first year behind the first full year behind the bench? Um. Well, first I'll address. It's always the coach's fault because we as a society have to blame somebody, right? Right? Yep. right? Like whether it be your kids, and this is a youth baseball thing, whether it be your kids or your play, or your players who you don't – got to blame somebody, right? Like, right. It's not the player's fault that he can't hit. It's John Mabry's fault, right? <laughs> Never mind the fact that this player spends all winter with a hitting coach somewhere building his swing. They don't build a swing with John Mabry. I can promise you that, okay? Right. Um, John Mabry's not telling him to go out there and take strikes and swing bad pitches. and I mean, this stuff doesn't go on no matter what anybody thinks, right? Um, that being said, uh, I, I don't know how you have some of the talent we have in the power play be that bad and nothing change. So, therefore, I don't think Mike Yo did a very good job this year personally because ultimately that falls on you. Um and you do put the power play there. It is see, unlike baseball, it is a it is a system. You do run a power play a certain way. I mean, there's there coaching hockey, coaching football, all much bigger deal to me than coaching. I think coaching baseball is overrated. I think most guys can coach baseball. I don't know that you can coach football and hockey without understanding the process of implementing systems and how to teach them and how to get them the right way and how to do all this stuff. To me, it's just, that's what it is. And I'll never understand anybody that thinks any differently because it's just, that's the way it is. It just is that way. So, yeah, I'm not, have was not impressed with Mike Hill this year because I just didn't feel like he made one ounce of difference on the power play. One ounce. You think it's uh, going to be a, a tight leash for him to start the year if, uh, they start faltering, we might see a, a change behind the bench pretty quickly, or do you think he's going to be given another year to, to correct things? Well, um, always easier to get rid of one guy than 15 or 20 or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, I, listen, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I, you, can have, you may have not liked Hitchcock. Okay, those players got him fired. Right. I've said it, and I'll say it again. Just go back and watch the tapes. They got him fired, you know. And I, and I, you're never going to convince me any otherwise. And I know other people that feel the same way. Um, uh, is it a short leash? It better be, because again, I, it, it does fall on him. It is his system. It is his way of playing. I mean, you know, when you spend close to the cap and can't win, you got a problem. 
You know, it's either the GM or the coach. Yeah, I don't I think anyone can argue with that. In all sports, people say all the time, why is Mike Matheny still here? And I say it all the time. Well, if Mo fires Matheny and another coach comes in and can't win with the players that, that Mo gave him, what do you think happens to Mo? Yeah. So maybe Mo and the owners know that the players aren't, aren't very good. So yeah. rather than have the domino effect where they start writing a bunch of checks, they try to get through it and figure out a way, a way, a way through it rather than just throw in the towel. Like, I think that's where the Cardinals are. Listen, Mike Matheny's not, like, a great strategist. What Mike Matheny's good at are the things that nobody wants to believe he's good at. Like, they want to believe that, like, nobody likes him in the clubhouse. And they want, they don't, you know, they want to believe he doesn't know what he's doing. Mike Matheny's really good at standing up in front of the media and taking bullets for his guys. He just did it last night and everybody lost their mind. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he thinks Dexter Fowler's taking good at bats. If you think Mike Matheny and his true mind thinks Dexter Fowler's taking good at bats, you're crazy. What he did was he went up there and tried to defend and show confidence in a guy that can't find anything to work right now. That's what a manager does. That's what, he, that's what people don't understand. That is what he does. <laughs> and they act like all these managers out there badmouth these players. No, they don't. Because you can find one clip of a guy one time that got frustrated and said something. Oh, that he holds his players accountable? No, he doesn't. Watch the press conferences every night. All these managers say good things about guys that are struggling. They all do it. They all do it. Because it's what they do. So, anyway. Mike Yo, um, do I like the fact that he would call people out and he would do this? I mean, he, you know, he, he had to... Listen, if you watch his post-game press conferences and you don't think he was frustrated by the play of some of his players... You you would be you would be mistaken mm-hmm. because he is. So um, that being said, yeah, I think his lease is short. So uh, Jim, I want to thank you again for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, first time we've had someone come on and really talk Cardinals, so that was uh, a lot of fun for me. I don't get to do that often. But uh, Jim, you're uh, again the host of the Blues NHL podcast, Two Birds on a Bat and the Youth Baseball Talk podcast. Um, so probably a long-winded answer you're going to have to give here, but uh, how can people find you on social media, and where can they find all your shows? Well, we'll go Blues first, since, you know, that's the thing. Um, you can find us um, at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter. Uh, if you And the, the thing about our, our, our Twitter thing there, um, if you follow us at STL Blues Podcast, and we can tell you're a Blues fan, we're going to follow you back. Right. Um, you know, we're not in this to have, like, all these followers and not follow people. We, we want to know what you're thinking. We want to know when you get hot under the collar or when you say something off the wall. We want to know, right? So mm-hmm. um, we're going to follow you back. That's at STL Blues Podcast. Um, Facebook is our big ask. If you'll just simply go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in um, Blues NHL Podcast. Uh, like our Facebook page, our ask there is that you then invite all your friends that are Blues fans. That'd be great. Same thing with Two Birds on a Bat. Um, you can find us at Birds on a Bat Show. If you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to follow you back. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to get engaged in the conversation. Same thing on Facebook. Type in Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Click invite your friends. We'd appreciate it. Uh, both websites uh, is uh, bluesnhlpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there. It's free. Same thing with Two Birds. It's uh Two birds on a bat.com. Uh, you know, again, uh, happy to have everybody, you know, subscribe to the shows. They're free. And again, it's just, 
it's a lot of fun. Uh, youth baseball, youthbaseballtalk.com, uh, at podcast baseball on Twitter, youth baseball talk on Facebook. Again, you know, we want people engaged in the conversations, having fun with it. At the end of the day, that's what it's supposed to be is fun. So, um, happy to have everybody involved that wants to be involved. All shows on iTunes, Google Play as well, correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, Stitcher, any, anything you need, you can find us there. Okay. Great. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, Jim. I appreciate it. No, hey, thanks for having me. I, like, again, humbled and very honored to be on. You, uh, you do a great job, and I, I do. I really appreciate it. Once again, a big thanks goes out to Jim Cromer for coming on the show and talking about his three shows and, and how he probably never sleeps because he has so many podcasts he has to be involved in. Uh, so that was a lot of fun talking to Jim. And, and for those that, that are listening that, that, aren't on, on, that aren't aware, this isn't Radio Wars. Uh, Jim and I talked a little bit off air about how we feel like Blues podcasts are, are kind of working together, and that's a good thing. We we want more Blues coverage, right? Everybody wants that. Even the former players talk about how much they want more Blues coverage in this city. So the only way to do that, it seems, is to have a bunch of podcasts. So I'm enjoying uh, talking to some of these other podcasters. I, I've got a couple more lined up. We'll, we'll get to them throughout the summer. But yeah, it's... Um, it's something that, that I'm passionate about, and I know they're passionate about too, and sharing that love for podcasting, and especially podcasting about our for, our favorite hockey team, uh, that's uh, something I love talking about. So again, big thanks to Jim. The names of his shows again, one more time, Blues NHL Podcast, Two Birds on a Bat, and Youth Baseball Talk. Uh, he mentioned at the end there how to find his shows, but definitely good follows on Twitter as well. Big thanks goes out to Smash and Gene Ackman for their Let's Go Blues song. Uh, Also should mention the late Johnny Johnson being a part of that song. So big thanks to them for letting us use their song this summer, and uh, we're enjoying it a lot. Uh, I'm enjoying cutting up the audio, and obviously the the Ken Wilson calls, the Chris Kerber calls I've been including. It's been a lot of fun to do those as well. So find us on Twitter. At LGB Radio, uh, you can find the other hosts of this show, even they're not included in the summer edition. Uh, Kurt Price is at Kurt Price. That's Kurt with a C. Bill Day is Billy Blue Note, and myself, Jeff Ponder, can be found at J Ponder Nine Four. Uh, as of right now, I do not have a guest lined up for next week. I'm still working on that. Um, actually, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this the week that this was released, I'm on vacation. I'm in uh, Gulf Shores in Alabama, so uh, that's why this is coming to you a little bit earlier. I released it on Monday. I'm going to try to do every Wednesday, but I want to go ahead and get this one out because it's, it's a little timely. We discussed the uh, the Cardinals uh, game, and, and he was talking about the second game against the Royals, and he mentioned uh, the game last night, so... Maybe that Cardinals talk is out of date. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess we'll find out when this is released. But yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't gotten the guests yet, but but I know that uh, we we will have something next week. I've already talked to a couple people who are interested in, in coming on pretty quickly here. So uh, when I get back, I'll I'll handle getting an interview and getting a show out. So uh, don't worry, we will not be skipping a week. Well, again. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Jim Cromer, and thanks to everybody who's been involved in this show so far. It's been a lot of fun. 
So again, this is Jeff Ponder signing off for the Talkin' Blues Summer Edition of Let's Go Blues Radio.